0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Moneyline Madness podcast. Now, if you are a weekly listener, we do want to inform you guys that we did miss last week. We were unfortunately invaded by the Ukraine in our studio. Um, they're coming. They wanted us to, you know, come help out over what's going on overseas. So we felt obligated. Andy B, he jumped on a grenade or two, you know, a (laughs) a couple scars, but the boys are back. We're ready to win you some money. Steve, you want to take us in? Let them know what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Let's do it. We got an NBA centric episode today. So no football, uh, going to be talking strictly hardwood and the slate that we have for Tuesday night. Also, don't forget to catch us on Twitter Spaces at 6 p.m. this evening. Also, Mo Sports is going to be joining us, and we'll basically just be reiterating what we give out here on the podcast as well as some additional picks. So please join us on Twitter Spaces at 6 p.m. But without further ado, guys, want to roll right into Nets Hornets?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Nets versus Hornets. Nets coming in at minus four favorites on the the spread. That's sitting at minus 110. Andy, what do you think of this game?
2: Yeah, so I – the Nets the other day, they came up they're coming off a a game of the year type game, but they unfortunately didn't win. And Kyrie had a really rough game. So I expect a lot from him tonight because he has to make up for it and they're on the road. So he's actually playing. And I do expect the Nets to win the game by a good margin because of them coming off such a tough loss. But, uh, so I do have three, a three leg parlay of the Nets minus four and a half Kyrie over 23 and a half. And then I have Terry Rozier add on, uh. Over 20 and a half. Juicy. Good, uh, love yeah, I like little that. Terry. I love little Terry. Love, love Scary terry. terry. He
0: had a good game the Scary other terry. day, too. So.
2: Oh, yeah. So he,
1: coming off that, hand. it'll be hot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Steve, what you think?
1: So Nets have lost four of their last five games, and they're going to be going into Wells Fargo Center on Thursday night to play the Sixers in a highly anticipated matchup. So I look at this as kind of like a must win for them. I mean, obviously a regular season game, but they are the ninth seed. So they need to start really winning games if they want to have themselves a chance to make the playoffs. So I'm going Kyrie Irving, 25 points and a BK win tonight at plus 186. Matt, not to steal your thunder, but cheeky. cheeky, cheeky
0: I like it. Nah, I really do like it. You guys are making good points. And honestly, the Nets, I feel like, do really have to keep playing well if they want to stay above water, especially – with Ben Simmons not joining the team quite yet. Um, I also Andy liked uh Kyrie's three-point props or not three-point props, his points for tonight. He had a rough game the other night. So I'm yeah. thinking he bounces back. I was looking at the player performance doubles. They have one for Kyrie. Four plus threes and Brooklyn a win. That's it's at plus three seventy. And then also if you didn't like the four the idea of four total three pointers, I was thinking Nets minus four and Kyrie over two and a half. You add those together, and they come out to plus 233. So not quite as juicy as the other one, but you still get the uh, the same profit and plus odds if you were going with either or. So those are going to be my picks for the Nets Hornets tonight.
1: Nice, And we're giving people options too, so – yeah, a little bit of variation between the three of us people out there. If you're if you're liking something, not liking the other thing, pick and pop, and then put exactly. Together you could left.
0: take you could take one leg from mine, one yeah. leg from yours, and one leg from Andy's, and create something of your own. It's all about sure. you know mix and match and thinking whatever you think is really going to click tonight.
2: For sure. Oh, yeah. Am I getting the play in wrong, or would this be the playoff right now? They're the eight and nine. Would that would they play each other in the playoffs at the
1: moment?
0: Yes, yes. When that they is play yeah. each other in the play in. Yeah.
1: There you go. Little it wow, so could Actually really be interesting to see how tonight plays out if they do end up meeting each other down the line, then this could really mean something.
2: Oh yeah. I expect uh I expect them both to make it. I mean, it's gonna, good, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a point
1: point guard duel, you know, between oh, yeah. Lamelo
0: and Kyrie. Kyrie coming off of that game the other day. Lamelo he got all star snubbed. He's been absolutely hooping as of late. So I believe that uh why'd you look at me like that, Andy?
2: All-star snubbed. Don't he talk, was. Don't he talk was. about no all-star snub. Jalen Brown, that was Brown, Nah,
0: I I think Lamella <laughs> should have made it over Jalen Brown, truthfully. That's a take for another day. But right. in yeah. that case, we're going to be moving on. Next up, we got the Suns hosting a stinker against the Orlando Magic. Sure. Uh, not really many player props when I went to check this out. So I'm going to let you guys take it away for this first part and lead me on to what I'm betting
1: tonight. All righty. Well, I mean, I got very little to say about this. Easy to surmise my thoughts on this. Suns are coming off two tough losses. This is a get right game for them. Give me Suns -6 combined with the over of 223 and while Andy gives out his picks, I'm just going to get updated odds on that.
2: Yeah, okay. While well, you do that, I'll give you because I there was very little player props, I just went with Deandre Ayton over 18 and a half points and uh then the Suns. I had it at minus six and a half. I don't know if it might have. Ch- I think it actually changed as I was doing it. But yeah, so I have yeah, the Suns
1: six now. Minus yeah. six. At minus okay. one fourteen for the Suns. So
2: yeah, take it minus six then, and uh, that's what I have. So uh,
1: yeah, not I just much don't
2: understand
0: how Suns are minus six against the Magic, but then the Thunder last week they were minus twelve. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like I'm all over that minus six right now. But like yeah, that I really is really where it's at. I, like you said, Andy, there's not many player props out like that. I only went with McCall Bridges over one and a half, three-pointers. That's at minus 142 right now. I also liked eight and eight-plus rebounds. That's at minus 410. So really, that's just a juicer on a parlay if you're trying to throw that in. And then I was thinking Suns' money line at minus 220, but you guys convinced me on the spread. So originally, if you would package those other picks I said, that would give you plus 178. So I'm sure taking the spread and not the money line will make that even juicier if you guys are interested in that.
2: Yeah, it's a little low spread in my opinion. I think that thing six is really low for that game. Do you think, think it's potentially because only because
0: it's C- injured? Yep, exactly. The CP3, yeah, of who? CP3 I'm impact. The CP3 wow. impact, now that he's not here, you might see Aiton's production go down a little bit. Because he doesn't have that point guard kind of spoon feeding him off those pick and roll plays.
2: Yeah, who's their backup? In theory, yes.
0: Their backup is Bismack Biombo right now.
2: No,
1: no, no. Backup point guard.
0: Oh, um, campaign.
1: Yeah.
2: All right.
0: That's
1: what I thought. Yeah. All right. And just to reiterate, the Suns minus six and the over two twenty three comes in at plus two seventy one.
0: Nice. Okay. I like that. Yeah, if that's all you guys got, I'm not really interested in the magic that much right now. They don't really have anybody that's really screaming consistency to me like that. Markel Fultz, you know, is just getting back in the swing of things. So I think once he gets a little more games under his belt, a few more kind of minutes, then we could go off of his maybe assist line or rebounds because he does tend to be one of those guards that could stack up in the assist and rebound column and get those triple doubles. I mean, he had one of the youngest triple doubles of all time, I think before Luca broke it. So, yeah, really interesting to me, the the, the whole magic complex of how that'll there, man.
1: Like, just the the idea... I mean, we watched Russell Westbrook average a triple-double for, what, two or three seasons? And it was because he made it a point to get those stats. He was hungry for rebounds. He would sometimes only get... And, I mean, this was on his worst nights, but, like, 12 points a game. Like, they're attainable if you approach it the right way. Sometimes it's not always looking out for the team's best interest, but like you're saying with a guy like Markel Foltz, like he could easily be a guy that goes for 15, 10, and 10 on a night if he really gives his best effort. So
0: Absolutely. He reminds me of that DeJounte Murray type of point guard where he's got a little bit more length to him and it allows him to really use that as it, as an advantage on other sides of the court in that rebounding and assist department. So
2: that's I like perfect, that a lot. That's a perfect comparison, actually. Yeah, Him and DeJounte, I love that comparison.
0: Word. I like that. Well, leading us in where we could take it over to the team that just played the Spurs. Uh, we got the Cavs going up against the pace. Uh, Cavs coming in at minus 168 on the money line. I think that this game really is a little uh, cheeky, <laughs> if I do say so myself, because the Pacers beat them two weeks ago, right? The Pacers beat them two weeks ago on just an absolute miracle coming from, I think it was O'Shea Brissett who dropped like 30 points. And then the guy hasn't dropped more than six in the past four games. So it's, it, I think that was really just a sham. I'm looking at Cavs' money line, Darius Garland over two and a half three pointers. That comes in at plus 100. And then Garland four plus rebounds. That's at minus 150 as well. You can parlay all those together, or just keep them straight if you want. Because I think straight, even if you just want that cheeky two and a half re, uh, three pointers for plus one hundred, could even come in clutch.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you on the. Uh, it was a uh, uh, back when they beat them. It was a bit of a um, a whatever moment. A stunner. I don't yeah, think, like it, yeah, I don't think he's dropping thirty tonight for him. So exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm going Cleveland. I'm actually going Cleveland. The spread minus four. I think that's a good. It's actually a solid spread, but I think they can beat that. And I have Evan Mobley over seventeen and a half points, and Laurie Markinen under sixteen and a half. But I, when you what you were saying before about uh, Darius Garland, is he one hundred percent right now? I don't because know. If he's I've 100%. heard back injuries, so I wanted to stay away from him personally. But I wasn't sure if you knew and if anybody knew the health issues with him because I do know. I heard Shams the other day say he has like a back injury that's going to last the remainder of the year, like,
1: is that something to worry about? Do you think,
2: I don't
0: think it's I'm anything think, long-term Steve, you think, you think Garland's a concern like that?
1: Well, so I was just, cause I'm looking on Google right now, just to kind of make sure what I'm feeling for my bets. And I'm seeing Darius Garland will be dealing with back problem for rest of season. Cavaliers never considered keeping him out. So Andrew, I think it's just going to be something that has to be monitored, excuse me, <clears throat> monitored throughout the year and just kind of like give him rest from time to time when he needs it because obviously they are a playoff team right now so you don't want to see your best young player out yeah, for good yeah for sure yeah definitely that situation
0: and he's part of their foundation this is his first all-star season they're going to be wanting him to stay healthy they're thinking about longevity in this case they have so many young guys that they really know they're not winning a championship this year yeah as cleveland you would like to make that push And they do have the young core to kind of give them a push in the Eastern Conference. So I think that that could be a factor. But I think he'll be okay long term. The rest of the season, he'll probably play at about 85 percent, I'd say. He's probably getting bothered by it somewhat. But I think that could even give you more of a reason to put money on his assist lines. He's going to be looking to play make a little bit more. He's going to try and set his teammates up instead of always taking it to the cup. He might even sit back for a couple more three-pointers because he's feeling a little less explosive so for that reason I feel like that could even help my three pointers made and I might even throw in some assist lines if I like a six plus assist now that you're saying that
1: love it sounds good yeah I mean for Garland right now he's at eight and a half assist so minus over 128 under eight and a half would be plus 104 I was actually before you started going on your not tangent because that would not be the correct word to use but before you started going off about Garland's assists I was actually feeling kind of confident with the under eight and a half but given that I haven't really done much much research behind this game and I know the Pacers blow, I'm probably just going to go with the player performance double of Darius Garland, 20 points and a Cleveland win or 25 points and a Cleveland win.
0: What do those sit at?
1: Points, what was that?
0: What do those odds sit at?
1: So the 20 points is at plus 124 and the 25 points is at plus 196. So either way you cut it, it's plus money. And because I like a game that I don't really love, in terms of the matchup. Like, I feel like teams like the Cavaliers, who are young and have talent, granted, I believe they're going to be without Jared Allen tonight because he got hurt in their last game. Like, yes. sometimes it seems that they sputter against these teams that they absolutely should beat. Like, the Pacers are going to be a lottery team. And absolutely. I can honestly kind of see this game be, and this is super random, but like 92-86 going into the fourth quarter. Like, no, I agree. Fourth- I
0: totally get what you mean because it's not necessarily a primetime game. You have nobody looking to make a make it a point that they have to show out tonight, especially yeah. with injuries like that. Miles Turner isn't playing either, I don't think. So oh, wow. I I think to even support this supports Andy's point of Evan Mobley having a good game even more, yeah. you know? I think this the opportunity that he can take to really step in and prove himself against uh unprecedented, you know, bad team like the Pacers.
2: Yeah, the reason I was so happy when I saw that they they had Evan Mobley on there is because without Allen now, he's really going to have to step up. And for him, it sounds like Allen's going to be out a decent amount of time. They said indefinitely. So obviously, they don't really have a timetable. So that's if you're doing Cavs games in the next couple of weeks, focusing on Evan Mobley because he's going to have to take over.
1: You heard it here first, baby. Gotta. Andy, take us into the next game.
2: All right, coming up next, we've got the Pelicans at the Grizzlies. This is the TNT primetime game tonight. God bless them. <laughs> um, so I have um, anything John Morant, basically. Uh, I have John Morant over 29.5 points, and uh, but under 5.5 rebounds. That seems like a bit of a high number there. but And uh, Desmond Bain over 2.5 points. The reason I just stuck with the Grizzlies is because they're the home team. It's the Pelicans. The Pelicans are kind of... Up and down, really, right now. So they're playing they're, well. They're lately. playing well. They,
0: I do like the Pelicans
1: a lot. So well lately. They're
2: they're both very hot in a sense because the Grizzlies were are a very hot team right now as well. So I'm focusing more on the Grizzlies, but uh, the Pelicans could make a run tonight. But for me, it's more Grizzlies. I assume you guys will have more Pelicans.
0: Yeah, Steve. Let me know what your Pels next. picks are here.
1: Well, I'm still kind of piecemealing mine together, but I'll tell you right now off the bat. I'm definitely going to be going with the alternative spread Pelicans minus seven and a half. I've kind of I've been having much luck lately, kind of finding that sweet spot with these alt spreads. Granted, I've been parlaying some of them together with other picks. So not all of my bets have hit. But over the weekend, I had a couple alt spreads that were right on the money. So I'm definitely feeling that alt spread for the Pelicans at minus seven and a half or rather plus seven and a half. Excuse me. And I believe—let me get the number on that, Matt, and then you could spew your picks, and then I'll come back and rattle off my full bet.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you, Andy, in the sense that the Pelicans don't have enough respect on their name yet. I think that because they just traded from a column, people kind of sleep on the fact that Brandon Ingram is really good foundational piece. And like I always come on here and say, man— Jonas Valanciunas is a solid center for a team that is looking to space the floor like that. If you have a guard like Devonte Graham, who could hit three pointers, having a center that could even just hit mid ranges like that and come out to, you know, the cuts and the elbows that could change the game for Devonte Graham. He could find so many more open looks like that. Now that they have CJ McCollum too, I really think that the Pelicans are, could make a push for the playoffs. And I mean, not playoffs, actually. Let me rephrase that. I think that the Pelicans can make a push, giving getting Zion back for a top play-in spot and then potentially find themselves in mm. a low-seeded playoff spot against a top team like the Warriors or Suns. Do they win that? Probably not. But it's a good start for a team like New Orleans who hasn't seen the playoffs in a while and just traded away Anthony Davis, their best player in franchise history.
2: Well, when you bring up Zion, I actually heard uh, Sham say that it, he's he's not relatively close. He hasn't even started. He started r- ramping up one on zero, but he is not playing with other people right now. So he's still a while away. Gotcha. So I wouldn't even bet. I wouldn't even bet on him playing this year at this point.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm Things looking at this game. You. No, yeah, maybe if they do make a push, maybe he comes back for yeah. the series. You know, you never know. I. Am, you know, that's uh,
1: what I was gonna say. Is that it's ultimately going to be very ironic and funny if they do find themselves in a spot to make a push for a in spot. And then he ends up coming back because they created the play in spot for that man. So they did. It yep. would be very funny to see him basically sit out an entire season and then be like, Oh, we got a shot. Let me come back. It's just it's, like, it's funny you I'm bring that up losing steam on him as a fan. Like, I don't know if I'm, if I really have love for Zion, like I did before, but that's for another day, yeah. but let me Absolutely. just finish for my picks on this game, Brandon Ingram, like criminally sitting at 22 and a half on the over under for his points. Like he's been balling out lately. He had 38 the other night against the Nuggets, 29 in the game before that, 33 in the game before that. So I'm looking for him to stay hot. So I'm going to take, like I said, that alt spread of plus seven and a half for the Pelicans and then combine that with the Brandon Ingram at over 22 and a half points.
0: Word up. I'm looking at right now. I think that if Ingram does hit that point threshold, he's gonna have more than one three pointer. His line right now is for one and a half threes is sitting at plus one twenty two. I think you could even add that in there because if Ingram's putting up points like that, he's gonna make two of them. So I have the Ingram over one and a half threes, Desmond Bain over two and a half, and John Morant over one and a half. Combine that with Grizzlies minus five and a half, and that comes out to a whopping eleven sixty for your
1: parlay. I mean that's
0: a pretty Big, fat, juicy life where you just coming on a couple three point props and then the spread.
1: I'm staying away from the three points only because I've had too many instances lately where just I'm heartbreak. Like, Yeah, like I'm being too greedy and I'm like, all right, I got this two leg. <laughs> Let me throw in another leg just to just spice to juice things it up. And, up and then the guy misses the three. It. Yep. Another getting bigger. And he probably will end up banging like three or four threes tonight. So. <laughs> I've
2: had that. You see the numbers getting bigger on FanDuel and you're like, oh, I want to do this. And then you realize at the end, you're like, oh, crap, I really shouldn't have did that.
1: Exactly.
2: I'll have that in the next couple of weeks with March Madness. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. That's going to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That takes us into the game that probably should have been on TNT instead of the Pelicans and Grizzlies. But then again, I understand why it's not. Bucks going up against the Thunder. Not much really to be said about this game. There are actually no player props out on FanDuel yet for this game. So what I have right now is really just I'm looking for Bobby Portis rebounds. The Thunder don't really have any centers or bigs like that. I think Bobby Portis could come in and grab at least 8 to 10 rebounds, maybe even 12. And then I'm looking at Giannis' assist line. The Thunder aren't a good team. I don't think Giannis is going to be in that takeover Mm -hmm. mode that he usually is when they play good teams. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for him to dish the ball, maybe even see a little Chris Middleton game tonight if you want to go with his points. And yeah, that's pretty much my picks for this game. I'm not a big fan of these types of big teams playing bad teams because I always feel like there's some discrepancy and things just never go exactly how you think they will.
1: Andy P, or Andy P, there is no Andy P. Andy's pushing P. And he's pushing pink, what? He made a point earlier while we were off camera, off recording. And I actually tend to agree with this line of thought. Like these teams at this point in the season, who know they're going to be in the playoffs, who know they could end up taking on longer series against tough opponents. Like they're looking for these type of games against the thunders of the world, against the Pacers, against the Kings, who they could just maybe like rest some of their guys. Granted, like I know that the conversation on resting players in the NBA has been a hot topic over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, but Did you
2: see that little girl last night? She went to the Denver game to she's see Steph Curry. Yeah, she's, she's crying. crying they, gave free t- they gave her free tickets.
1: So, they gave her free tickets to next. Very one, timely uh you know, topic yeah. too. But I, yeah. I just, I personally, if I were a Bucks fan, I would love this matchup because I would rest my guys. Like obviously, you can't rest everybody, but I wouldn't play Giannis tonight against a team like this. But that's just granted. He probably will play. It's just my thoughts on something like this as I drop my notebook.
0: No, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I wouldn't want to play my best player against a team that I think we could beat by 20 plus either.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I have
2: I just have the thunder. I actually think the line's really high in this one. 13 and a half. I do think the, the bucks in this type of game, they could go up 10 early and just kind of be in cruise control. Maybe let them back in it. I have 13 and a half is a little high to me. So I would at take this. It's at 14 now.
1: Yeah, it's at 14.
2: Even better. There you go. Uh, I think the Thunder might cover that, but I really think I agree with you. I think this should be the TNT game. I will do anything to watch Josh Giddy play basketball, so I do think this should be the TNT game.
0: The only problem with your pick right there in my mind, Andy, is the fact that I went with that the Thunder to cover a massive spread like that last week. Remember against the Suns yeah, on that OT and they parlay? Yeah. And they couldn't even give me 11. They got blown out by 34.
2: Well, there so, you go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, so, now I, I feel hope bad. that doesn't happen for your pick again tonight. <laughs> I hope that the Thunder could keep it close. And with that being said, Steve, you want to take us into the last NBA on TNT game of the night?
1: For sure. But I don't think I made an official pick on this game. So oh, my with fault. that yes. said, oh, you're good. Um, I'm just looking here. I'm probably actually just going to roll with Milwaukee minus 14, minus 110, very cheeky. But again, we talked about it. There's not much to really root for in this game for the exception of Josh Giddy, who's now been, Rookie of the month for the last three months, I believe. So shout out Josh Giddy. But
2: I love other Josh than
1: that, <laughs> not a lot to love here. Bucks probably should sit some of their guys, especially if they get up early. So, but give me minus 14 for the Bucks. And then we'll roll into that second TNT game as soon as FanDuel starts cooperating with me.
0: And like we said earlier, we're going to be hosting a Twitter gambling spaces coming up tonight at six o'clock, 6 6.30. Get on. Join us, figure out the process behind the madness and our kind of our blueprints as to what we go by when we make these types of
1: picks. Por favor. And Clippers at the Warriors in the crypt. Matty, get us kicked off.
0: Well, the Clippers just threw away a game to the Knicks the other night. Absolute stinker. So for that reason, I don't think they're going to win this game tonight, but I think that I'm coming up with a Reggie Jackson over on whatever his lines are points wise. Oh, I think okay. that Reggie's going to come out and have a good game. There are no player props out again for an, a game like this exactly just yet. Say. Um but I do like Reggie Jackson over on his points because he had a stinker the other night. He went he shot like 4 for 25 I think it was. So Curry didn't play last night as well. So those two lines are really what's sitting in my head. I have Curry four plus three-pointers just for whenever those lines come out and then over on whatever Reggie Jackson's props are.
1: Word. And I'm sure they'll probably get released by sometime this afternoon, so then you could probably just throw that up on Twitter or just – Yeah, I'll have them just like a little
0: Caesar's fucking pizza, dude, just hot and ready for the spaces. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Love it. Andy, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I actually agree with them. Anything Reggie Jackson. I had Reggie uh, last week um, in a, the parlay I did with them when they played the Lakers, and I had him over nineteen and a half points. I think he scored thirty-five. So I really I like anything Reggie, but especially coming off a rough game he had against the Knicks. But uh, for this game, I really only have the Warriors winning it by or covering the minus six and a half. I should say because the Warriors are just amazing, and Curry Curry had the night off yesterday, so he's going to be. Fully rested and ready to go in this one. When they get Draymond back, I, I think it's
0: gonna be I scary, think man. They're
2: gonna be scary. Especially and they,
0: Wiseman too. Forget about yeah, it. Yeah.
2: They're gonna be it's gonna be insane. I think they're they're gonna be heavy favorites to come out of the West, in my opinion.
1: Yep. They're still a great team. They have been suffering without Draymond. I think I saw on ESPN the other day, they like lost thirteen of their last fifteen games without him.
0: Yeah, no, Draymond's a big piece for that, just because He's not only that defensive guy, he plays that point forward position. So it does kind of take some of the pressure off of Curry in a sense that he doesn't have to play on ball all the time. And Curry does his best sometimes when he's just scurrying around, running off the ball, getting those screens set for him. So he could just kind of come off, pick, grab, pop.
1: For sure. And actually, I misspoke, actually. This is not at the crypto center. This is a chase center, actually.
0: Ooh, chase.
1: Both in California, though. So I was close. We're in the right state. I was in the right state. Good for you. Look at (laughs) this. So bad. It's just so catchy. But no, in all seriousness, I'm actually going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take Clippers 240 on the money line. I just think that there's good value there. And given the fact that the Warriors have been suffering lately without Draymond, I think they drop another one. So give me Clippers plus 240. But book it. Wow, that's
0: a bold pick, man. That's That's a really bold pick. I like it. I like the spiciness of it. And this is going to be probably my favorite game of the night just because I love watching Curry play basketball. So I'm going to be tuned in, and I will be looking to see if your Clippers come out strong. Hopefully, you know, with the help of uh, Zubac, Kennard, and uh, Co., (laughs) Uh, Reggie Jackson could pull this one through for you.
1: I think he's going to have a good night. I really do. I like where your head's at in terms of the Reggie Jackson props. He had a great game over the weekend. I forget exactly who they played, but he ended up getting some water poured over his head in an interview.
0: Nice. Yeah, you gotta be deserving of it if that's the case. You have you
1: know? to. If you get Why water
2: poured you? on you, you did a you did a good job.
0: Talk college at all about a little
2: college parlay I have tonight. <clears throat> let me let me uh get it pulled up on my and phone. Matt would say talk to us nice. Yeah. Talk to I me will. nice.
0: Give me a little cheeky college hardwood action right. right now, Andy.
2: Absolutely. So we've got six conference championship games tonight, but I only have four in this parlay. And I know there's probably a chance you've never heard of this school before. Uh, this school, it's in the ASUN championship. The name's Bellarmine. I trust me, I had never heard of them until last year either. They just became a division one school, but they're going for their first tournament appearance, I believe. And, uh, They're playing Jacksonville tonight. I have them covering a minus two and a half. And then I have uh, in another conference championship game, Bryant covering a four and a half against Wagner, Northern Kentucky. I believe they're playing Wright State tonight. Their their line is just one. So you're basically just picking the winner of the game. And I have Northern Kentucky winning and uh, Delaware over UNC Wilmington by minus two. Another game tonight is uh, Gonzaga's game. Probably the biggest conference championship game to this point. They're playing St. Mary's. These two are rivals. St. Mary's is the only team this year, uh, only one of the two teams this year to beat Gonzaga. It's going to be a close game in my opinion, but I think Gonzaga is going to pull it off. They almost really cut last night, so I really expect uh, I expect them to come out and be firing on all cylinders. So I'll have more college parlays throughout every day because this is where all the major conferences are now. T- now beginning we've all you've actually heard of these schools so i'll have them on twitter and i'll have maybe i'll have them for the twitter spaces later so uh, excited yeah. for
1: everybody to see it i like you should that, do like a confidence ranking too andrew that'd be cool because there's so many college games taking place at such a rapid pace right now because of march madness and the tournaments like you could have all those picks and then do like a confidence thing too just for, for sure. a, in terms of like what you're feeling best about what you might not be feeling great about but still think could happen you know what i mean Something Absolutely, say, I, I will do. Yeah, that, I like that. Sure. The
0: more, the more picks, the merrier, truthfully, and then for that sure. gives it a Absolutely. viewer discretion kind of aspect to it as well. So Absolutely. I could definitely get along with that, and I'm going to be doing way more research as well on these college hoops. March Madness is so much fun, so uh, I yeah. think that it's going to be great for all of us and Moneyline Madness, the viewers and listeners. So,
1: yeah, we're growing, people. We're growing right in front of us, man. I mean, right in front is- of your eyes. This is, um, we really love doing this, so we really appreciate you guys listening in and every week it's going to get better and better. So just keep sticking with us and hopefully we keep winning you guys some money.
0: Yeah. I like where we're leaving off right there, Steve, if you want to just take us out on Absolutely. that and call it a right day. On. Sounds good to me. Well, right
1: on. Well, this was an NBA and college hoops centric episode of the Moneyline Madness podcast. Thank you for joining us. This was Episode 9. We'll be back later this week on Thursday with Episode 10, which will dabble on a couple different sports. Hopefully, like we said, win you guys some money. Talk soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.